and welcome to a Monday nightcap. Hope you are all doing well and okay out there. Uh, looks like we have Black Cat's Poppy stepping in with a good evening. And a Krista stepping in with a wave and a who loves you baby, you're beautiful. <clears throat> and then Reverend Master stepping in with his characteristic yo, yo. How's your, how's everybody's weekend? How are you all uh, doing and hanging in and holding on and everything else out there? Um, I don't know what it is. My allergies kind of kicked up in the last half hour. So I feel like I'm a little congested. Uh, I may sneeze. I'll try to prevent sneezing with a hot mic. <laughs> uh, King Dinosaur is here. King Dinosaur says, good evening, folks. He doesn't really sound like that. He sounds better than that. He's got a nice voice. Um, chat, for those of you in... Oh, shit. King Dinosaur says, not great. Had to speak at yet another memorial service on Saturday. Shit. Well, the title of the episode is When Skies Are Gray... Because I'm not doing so great either, to be honest. Uh, so if you want to talk about that, um, King Dinosaur, feel free. Lord Master says, I feel <clears throat> like I know should be holding on because I'm so tired of being in pain. No matter what exercises I do, nothing improves. Well, sir, I'm not in a good state to give you any positive reinforcement. I'm not going to add to the negative reinforcement, but I'm having uh, a time in my life where, yeah, dude, I don't know either. I really don't. That sucks. Uh, I'm very sorry to hear that. Coincidentally, coincidentally, I posted the following uh, on Instagram. I asked the following. I said, please answer honestly. Do you take any of the following for pain daily or near daily? Ibuprofen, aspirin, marijuana, or other? So I got six votes for ibuprofen, two votes for marijuana, and one vote for other. So, you know, that's one of those things, like, I I imagine that, uh, at least for myself anyway lately, I've been having pain in my arms and hands and whatever, and... and um, It's like a self-fulfilling prophecy because I feel that's often related to stress and anxiety and not sleeping well or sleeping weird or whatever. Because for a huge long time, I was doing pretty damn good. And then it got really bad right when COVID hit. And I knew that when COVID hit, I was an anxious wreck. I was terrible. My mental health was terrible. 
and my arms and hands were just killing me all the time. I was in pain everywhere all the time. When I eventually settled down from all that, I feel like a lot of that pain went away. And now it's back. And you go, much like Reverend Master said, I'm, I'm still doing the same stretching. I'm working out and doing everything else. Um, and so I'm back to, well, I don't really want to do it, but this may become taking ibuprofen every day again. And then I'm like, I wonder how many adults out there And by adults, I mean pretty much anyone once you're over the age of 24, 25. Basically takes some sort of painkiller every day. I bet you it's a lot higher than like doctors would like. Oh, don't take those. They're bad for you. Well, then what the fuck am I supposed to do? Do them in agony all goddamn day. What am I supposed to do? You tell me. You fix it, motherfucker. You fix it. You come over here and you actually find the problem and you solve it. You think I want to be taking this shit every fucking day? You butt fucking jackass. Don't tell don't tell that to Thanks a lot. Actually what you've just done is you've piled on even more anxiety. So th- yeah, thanks. Thanks, dipshit. Real fucking smart. You know what? You got to go back to school for another four fucking years and learn some sense, you knucklehead, stupid jack off. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> King Dinosaur doesn't take something every day, but he takes a lot. Um, ibuprofen or alcohol lately. Black Cat answered ibuprofen. Really don't take it every day. It has sketchy kidney numbers. No, just throw more crap on the flame. Just more shit. Just more burning shit on the fucking burn pile. It's great. It's cool. Yeah, I love it. So it's a good time. I just feel great about myself. <laughs> you know, and you feel like telling them too. Like, this isn't like I have a tiny little owie. Like, you know, I would ignore that. Like, I, I, I had a doctor tell me that shit like that one time. I said, look, dude. I almost cut this finger all the way through to the bone. Almost cut all the way through the fucking tendon. Right? When I had that repaired and after the surgery was done, I didn't take any painkillers for that. Because you, like, you can ignore that. But like, intra-body shit, like your back or your knees or whatever... You know, I mean, it just, it just tune it out. Like, dude, I'm sorry, you can't. It makes it very hard to concentrate on anything when you're just in fucking pain all the time. So what I would recommend is before you engage your condescending attitude, you think about, uh, you know, the content, like, you see this, 30 plus, like 35 to 38 hour tattoo I have on my back. You see all the rest of these tattoos I've got? I'm going to take any painkillers for those. Oh, I see. You don't have any tattoos. Right. Well, if you did, you'd know that like, 
you have to have a little bit of a pain tolerance to get through some of those. So like, just don't, dude. Don't, don't, don't be so dismissive about shit like that. Like maybe what you ought to do is you ought to get all the rest of your highfalutin doctors together and go, why is everybody fucking in pain all the time? Maybe we're fucking something up somewhere. God forbid. Krista says, I don't have any daily pains. Well, man, count your blessings. I, I wish I did not. Uh, when there's a body of any sort, I take what's around. Is it pain in the joints? Uh, dude, they don't fucking even know. They, they... River Master doesn't talk, doc, trust doctors anymore anyway since the VA does nothing for veterans. It's weird. It's just like this. I'm pretty sure what it is, is it's my muscles get super tight and then pinch nerves and strangle my skeleton and crush all my nerves. And then you just have like shooting pains all over the place. Uh, which is again, why I feel like, well, if I wasn't like having these anxiety and stress and whatever, then maybe that wouldn't be the case. Because I feel like when I'm chill and I'm chilling out, it's not so bad. <sighs> well, see in Black Cat, I know you've been stressed out and worried and everything else too. So, but I uh, am not drinking tonight, not only because I don't have any alcohol left in the house, but I decided, yeah, you know what? I I need maybe a nice reset sleep. So I took a muscle relaxer. So I will be uh, spacing out and floating into that in probably about an hour. Uh, the VA did that same BS when I said I was like a seven, unless I just let the pain through. Then it feels like a pain sources are trying to burn me from the inside. Yeah, Jesus, dude. Like, it's just fucking every day. Oh, I'm sorry. We can't give you, uh, we can't give you, um, oxy or any. We can't give you anything stronger than just some Tylenol. Why don't you take some Tylenol? Huh. Oh yeah, great. I'll eat like handfuls of that shit, which is just terrible for me. It's not my fault. It's not my fault. You fuckers let people traffic all these pain pills and let all that shit get out of control. But so now the one effective thing that I would have to stave this off, I can't take. Cool. Thanks. Appreciate that. Dash V says, all the leaves are brown. Yes. Right now they are. I My humor is uh, at a very bitter low point at the moment. <laughs> They want to give you stuff that will cause more and worse problems. Part of me goes, I don't even think they just fucking know. They're just fucking there. Patash V, how you doing? Um, the second half of this episode is, pro I'm probably going to get choked up a lot. So I apologize uh, for that in advance. Uh, 
if you live here in the United States, you have a long week and a Thanksgiving and trying to um, think about things I'm thankful for, even though right now that's a bit of a struggle. Um, not in a good spot. Dash says, sorry, things are a bit blah right now, my friend. Well, thank you for that. I, I appreciate the sentiment. However, <clears throat> they're more than a bit blah. Um, yeah. yeah. More than a bit blah. They're pretty bad. I mean, obviously things can be worse, but I'm just mentally and emotionally uh, not doing so well. <laughs> um Well, let me let me let me preface this with a thing because some of you I think maybe know this and some of the other of the of those of you don't. And um, maybe if you're here in chat, uh, don't comment on this too much. You do whatever you want. Uh, just say you do or say whatever you want. Um, Kept that this under fairly tight wraps, but um, on October 16th, I got terminated from my job without warning. Uh, I'd been there almost 10 years. The Friday before that, had a great end of week. Everything's fine. Yep, the project and everything I'm on is great. Everything's fine. Cool. Nice. Have a nice weekend. Cool. Got work coming up. Things will be finished. Great. Monday, I get a meeting invite from the douchebag COO, and it's a one-on-one, -on -one and it's scheduled for the end of the day. And I just like knew something with this is not right. And uh, yeah, I get called into that meeting, and uh, <clears throat> is it going? Hey, how's it going? So, you know, I was just typing up a message to this other guy about the testing and stuff that we were doing. He goes, oh, well, you know, uh, well, I have HR here. And the reason for that is uh, I have some bad news. Effective immediately, you're terminated. Uh, reason for that is, you know, you're just not a cultural fit with where we're taking uh, the team now. So uh, that's all I can say about that. Any questions? So, yeah, I just got the axe. I don't know where. Um... So that uh, has been not good. Um, needed to take a little bit of a break and to step away from just all of that bullshit. Um, needed to, I feel like, kind of get some of the rest of the anger and bitterness uh, of that uh, out of my system. But now I have to go through the lovely, anxiety-ridden, panic-ridden, bullshit-ridden process of trying to find another job that hopefully does not crush my soul and put me through the ringer and hopefully pays enough for me to be able to survive out here which I, at this point, I'm not 100% sure I'll be able to. 
so uh, yeah uh you know i still have some time before while i'll be okay but uh, you know i'm about a third of the way through the time period before i'm gonna start to really panic and so now i have to go through this bullshit process and wonder oh i'm gonna have to drive two hours a day every day to get to a place and whatever like you know it's all the like the 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 place i was at part of me was like you know that's fine if they want to do whatever like i still have the projects and stuff that i work on that we're doing fine but apparently from what i know uh from some people that are still there they're like it's just total fucked up like chaos dog shit at this point like shortly after they fired me and i bet you any money they were oh so happy when this happened but one of the other people that was there had been behind the scenes looking for another job and took another job so yeah they lost two people and now they don't know who can do what work and that's a giant mess and I feel like the upper management of the place is just kind of clueless about it all. And the middle level managers are just trying to smoke screen as much as they can from the fact that they've just fucked up the whole leg of the company. Um, but you know, I'm not, I'm not like, old old but i'm not a young guy anymore and that's tough because especially with how expensive everything is now i feel like companies would rather hire young people and pay them less because they also are struggling so yeah i don't know what's gonna happen yet i don't even uh, part of me goes i don't even know if i'm gonna find anything so even though I've had this break, I haven't really been able to just rest and chill and enjoy it so much because the sword of Damocles is hanging up there and you're constantly worried and nervous about all that. And it just sucks. It just fucking sucks. Um, if you remember a while back, there was talk of this house I was going to buy well, they pretty much torpedoed that into the toilet when they terminated me. Um, so that is gone. Uh, if there is one positive thing to that at all, in the slightest, it's that they did that before I bought that place rather than after it. Because if they had done it after it, then they would have sucked all the joy and everything else out of that. And then I would have hated the place because I would have had just this negative energy ball and bitterness in it. Like they would, it would have just been wrecked. So I guess if there is a favor to that, it's that they did it before I made that purchase. I don't know if they decided that they were, who, who knows? I don't know what the fuck they're doing over there, dude. It's, it's fucking, fucking fucked up. Um, <sighs> So there's all that. 
so I've been trying to in the meantime, and I have a bunch of bullshit to go through and talk about whatever tomorrow. Oh, and they and they fucked my insurance up too, which is great. HR guy uh, fucked that all up, and it turned into a huge disaster mess. So there's about two to three days where I was just on the phone trying to wrangle that out so that I didn't get stuck with this huge horrendous doctor bill because, uh, yeah, uh, thanks a lot for that. Um, thankfully now that is all mostly squared away, but it's like just fucking a fucking a really. So I've got all that going on. So, just so you guys know, all the people that listen to the show and watch the show, um, right now, yes, I am out of a job. So um, what I do not want you to do in the slightest, I, I beg of you, do not buy bits and subs and do any of the rest of that to try to like fund me or whatever. I, I don't want any of that. Like... <clears throat> You know, somebody was even like, oh, you could do a GoFundMe for this and that. And like, dude, the thing is right now, fucking everybody's hurting. Like, I look around and you go, dude, like everybody, almost everybody that I know, it's like you have people who are apparently rich, rich, throwing money everywhere. And everybody else is fucking broke and barely wondering how they're going to get food and have... A dollar left at the end of their paycheck. So, again, if there's any condolences for me, it's it's pretty, it's getting pretty bad. It's getting pretty bad and pretty bleak for a lot of folks. Uh, it's no good. Yeah, they also haven't been fucked over. So yeah, they're all like wide-eyed. Yes, sir. Wow, that's exciting. This will be great. Until, yeah, just wait. It sounds all great now, but just, just wait. Just wait three, four months, six months. Until then you go, yeah, this is hell. <laughs> Here's a black-eyed Susie for you, though. Thank you. Cheers. I also hear what sounds like some kitties misbehaving outside. So, yeah, um, just keep me in, just keep me in positive vibes. That's all. Imagine one way or another, I'll survive through it. It's just the path is not very clear to me at the moment. No, I'm not going to take video. I can't really see them. They're just, I heard them outside somewhere in the front. Um, so yeah, let's um, take a brief podcast uh, blip. And then we're going to kick this off into an even more happy, positive place. <laughs> Whee! All right, so <clears throat> I have a friend that I've known longer than I quite know how long I've known him. 
The reason why I say that is because I knew him from catechism at the church uh, I went to back in, what, elementary school or whatever. And so I didn't really know him that well, but you talked to him and you were friends, whatever, with him. He lived far enough away from me where he went to a different set of, uh, you know, elementary remedial uh, schools. <clears throat> so once junior high school came around and a lot of those schools all got funneled into the larger junior high school that I went to, um, a lot of those people kind of recognized him because it's like, oh, yeah, I know and remember you. didn't really, like, really know you, know you that well, but, oh, look, here you are. Um, so I had a lot of people from these other schools that I sort of knew. Um, and then in, jun in junior high school, um, you yeah, know, we were all kind of, I guess I'll say, like in kind of an outcast kind of group. Uh, kind of a motley group of folks and whether it was having some classes together uh, and or sitting all together uh, at the same lunch table uh, became friends with them, good friends with them and had classes and everything else with them all throughout junior high and high school and uh, kept in touch with them. You know, he became a very good friend. Um, we used to do uh, you know, occasionally have, like, we'd watch hockey. We'd watch the hockey games over at his house. Um, you know, it was part of a larger group that we used to go bowling with uh, on Fridays. Video games, all the rest of that shit. You know, he's into heavy metal music and all that stuff. <clears throat> so, you know, he's part of, like, a core group of friends that I knew all growing up and kept in touch. And... um Still keep in touch with them. And, and as a matter of fact, you know, when COVID was going on, um, he's one of the few people where he was like, well, you know, I have a, a pool and stuff outside. So, like, you know, it's fine if you want to, like, he and his wife and whatever, they were like, yeah, we're like, as long as we're all outside, we think it's all fine. Like, so, you know, talked to him a lot during that period. Uh, Obviously, as life goes on, you get into some different life paths. He has, you know, a bunch of children and a nice house and everything else and uh, still lives there in Michigan. And um, recently his mother got sick and was in... Um, intensive care for a while <clears throat> and they didn't really do a great job with a lot of her uh, re uh, rehabilitative care and so uh, you know she wasn't doing good had a little bit of a kind of a recovery-ish period and then was not feeling good again and uh, went back into the hospital was trying to get some care but uh starting to take a turn for the worse and uh, she went back into intensive care 
Then he sent me a message and said, uh, you know, she's not, she's not improving. She's, you know, her health is getting worse. Um, I think they had her on a, uh, I think it was, um, I think it was a ventilator. Yeah. So she was on a, a ventilator, was just not doing very well. And, um, he sent me a message yesterday and said, um, not great about sending, you know, some of these update message out, but, uh, as you know, my mother has been in the hospital for several weeks and we've made, uh, the decision to disconnect, uh, the ventilator and it's not likely she will survive, uh, too much longer after that. And um, she passed away peacefully, um, surrounded by him and the rest of his family. And, you know, it was like, you know, we have like funny memories because this guy is a little bit of a character. And uh, I remember like the one time he was, I don't know, arguing with his with his dad about something and uh you hear his mom shout from somewhere in the house like hey what's going on what's going on in there and this buddy of mine says about his dad well he's he's being kind of an asshole and his dad is like you you and fucking ungrateful little shit and then they start Yelling back and forth, and the mom's yelling. <laughs> I just remember being there with another friend of mine, and we were like, boy, look at the time. I think it's time for me to go. But, you know, his his family, you know, all, all, all families interact differently, and they, I never heard anything from anyone about, really having an unkind word to say about her. Um, you know, she was a, a mother to her children and was a, a wife for so many years. Um, you know, the my buddy's mother and his father, I mean, they were together for a very long time. They were uh, very much into... Uh, they were, they were big into like Greece and a lot of stuff from the fifties and sixties and, and that, and, uh, geez, they were together ever since I knew him. And, um, his dad is understandably devastated and not doing so great. Um, and I don't, uh, now, I, I, obviously, I imagine my buddy is pretty broken up about it. But, um, you know, when you're, when you're younger and kids and you talk about shit and whatever, like, when you get older and we would have deeper, more adult uh, conversations about a lot of stuff, um, you know, it became became close to him about, you know, a lot of those sort of things. And, um, 
I told him, I said, man, I'm, I'm so sorry for you and your family's loss. <clears throat> um, you know, I'm, I said, you know, we should, we should talk and chat soon. Um, you know, try and laugh as much as you can, even though I know that sounds trite, but you know, try and remember all the funny stories and, and everything else that makes you laugh. Um, and he, uh, he responded. He said, I'm so, so sorry that you had to go through this so long ago too. I had no idea how hard it must have been for you was too young and stupid, but I understand now and I'm sorry. And I told him, I said, no one can understand that uh, until you see it. And, and it's the worst. You know, I was young and stupid too. And I don't think I realized how much that hurt me at the time either and you don't really know how to talk about it <clears throat> I said you know you, there's no apologies needed that's just an unfortunate life experience that I had when I was you know much younger and uh, I said you know just Try to breathe and spend as much time uh, with your family that you can. And you know, I just said, you know, I, I love you. <clears throat> and he said, it, it truly is the worst. Thank you, my friend. Um, you know, I love you too. And um, anyway, yeah, after he, uh, you know, after she passed away, you know, he, he talked about how, yeah, he's, you know, surrounded by family and there were a lot of people there in the hospital, um, and a lot of people in the lounge and, um, you know, really just, he, he, he's, I, I know he's probably much like I was very confused about like what, what you do and say to your father, because you know, that was the, was the love of his life. And not only did, you know, you, you lose a mother and you have to figure that was, you know, the mother of all of his children. And, um, I can't imagine what that level of loss and pain feels like. And so I told him, I said, the one thing that I wish I had done way back in the day that I, that I didn't, whether it was because I didn't know how to, or it felt like it would be weak or I don't know what, but talk to somebody. Um, you know, if you have to talk to, talk to a professional in, I said the, the hard part, unfortunately is yet to come because 
right now you have all of the chaos of everything that's happened and and that's very sad but it's really going to hit you a couple weeks from now and as much as i know that will be a struggle for you to deal with you all really need to focus on supporting your dad Cause I didn't, I didn't really know what to say to my dad. I mean, you know, he's a very, in that sense, reserved, private kind of guy. And jeez, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't even remember, other than just I'm so sorry, and and it, it just, it's, it's awful. It's fucking awful. it's it's been an an intense couple of months you could say that I uh, I feel like I'm starting to get to the end of my uh, the end of my sunshine (laughs) Uh, Google says I lost my father and went to seven more funerals in the past two years I'm also in great pain and then said that says that his dad was also very private man i i like i like i said to my friend there's no there's no words there's nothing i can say that will be adequate enough to provide condolences like that when something that bad like that happens you know i think sometimes people try to think of other platitude statements, but in that one last funeral that I went to, the rabbi that was there, um, you know, the people lose connection. Uh, It still says... It's running on my end. I don't know, Moogle, did you drop? Are you still there too? I don't know about Krista. (laughs) Definitely not up on Twitch's end. I'll restart. That should hopefully be back. It was weird. I didn't really get much of a disconnect notice or anything on my end. Apparently, it just... But, um, you know, what I was saying is that, like, there, there aren't really any adequate words other than just, I'm so sorry for your loss. It's such a terrible, heart-wrenching thing. Um, There's nothing nothing I can say that conveys how bad that hurts. Um, It's just, it's terrible. It's fucking terrible. And so I, I feel so bad for him and his father and his family. Um, It's especially 
I mean, you don't, you don't want to see people just laying there and suffering, but you have to make the decision that they've had enough and to either turn the machines off and or let them go. That's a, uh, that's a, that's a special kind of pain. You'll wonder and doubt and think was that selfish and should we have fought harder and we should have done whatever. It's bad. So, you know, Mughal, I'm here, of course, if you ever need to talk. It's uh, it's not an easy thing to talk about. It's definitely not comfortable. And really, I feel like the the thing is to just hold each other and cry, to be honest. Uh, words don't really... Krista says, I'm getting a DNR, so nobody has any questions. Well... I do remember that after after that with my mother and after other thing other conversations I've had with my dad um he and I agreed that you know cuz he's had heart surgery and and stuff like that before and um DNRs do not resuscitate <clears throat> And so I have the same, basically, agreement with my father, you know, of the hard talks I've had with my dad in a certain sense that was one of the hardest. But the conversation was, you know how I want to live my life. You know how I want to be. And if I'm not able to have that level of life, then you need to let me go. And um, I promised him. I said, I promise. I'm I'm not you know as much as that will hurt I'm not I I know I know and you know and so then you start thinking about all that you know you have an, a friend whose parent passes away and now it's uh winter time over there and I know he's going to just go out and shovel snow and do whatever he wants to do. I mean, he's his own man. He's going to do whatever he wants to do, right? You're like, man, you're just one slip and fall whatever way. Get those intrusive thoughts and it's just, it's fucked, it's fucked up. It's totally fucked up. Moogle never got to have those conversations, man. You know, if you could roll back the clock, you could roll back the clock all the way to when you were younger or little or whatever and go, don't wait to have those conversations because you never know. Like, who wants to just be like, hey, today let's talk about this, whatever. I feel like there's always that sort of relationship between, I don't know, maybe especially parent and child or husband and wife, whatever, of just... uh you know, let's not talk about that. The more you talk about it, like, it's kind of like calling the reaper by name, you know. Let's not talk about it. Let's not dwell on that. But unfortunately, there are some of the preparations that I think you do need to have talks about because it 
can be that much more painful if you don't. Krista says, also, I don't want a funeral of any kind of service. <laughs> Just throw me away. <laughs> Moogle misses watching basketball games with his dad. I... You think about all those moments. It's like... Um, there's a uh, a piece in it. it it may seem cheesy and silly but in the, mo in the movie Blade Runner when one of the last um androids i guess um is expiring um he says i've seen things you people wouldn't believe attack ships on fire off the shoulder of orion i watched sea beams glitter in the dark near the tannhauser gate but all of those moments will be lost in time like Tears and rain. Time to die. And you think of all the laughs I had, you know, with my mother and the times that she comforted me when I was little, whether it was reading stories on her old couch, making dinner. And you think of all of those moments and memories and uh, yeah, they're there, they're somewhere in your heart, but um, eventually they too will be lost like tears and rain. So make sure you tell the people uh, in your life that you love them. Never pass up an opportunity to tell them how much they mean to you. I think I have too much more I can say about that. Just very tragic and very sad. I have no happy end note or uh, saying to this episode, unfortunately. Other than somehow one way or another, the, str the struggle keeps going. Try and be supportive to your friends uh, and the people that you love as much as you can. 
And if there is anything to be, I guess, thankful for, it's at least that. Um, you know, it's also part of the reason why, despite some of the difficulties and everything else, this is still important for me to do this show. You know, you talk about you talk about these things in conversations, and some of them are, you know, if I was out at a, a bar with a group of friends or whatever, stuff like this is very hard for me to talk about. And I probably wouldn't. As a matter of fact, there are a lot of people, I think, especially uh, in the... I'll say new group of friends that I've made out here have no idea um, because it's just not a thing you talk about a whole lot. Google says you're a good man, cigar goil, and a strong one as well. Well, I wish I could, as Krista says, grab you all and give you all a giant group bear hug. Um, because again, uh, often there's no words. Um, so pet a kitty cat, watch a funny show, drink a glass of juice or have a beer, do something. Um, I think if there's a inspiration, inspirational line, and I, I struggle to do this, but I try. Um, Warren Zevon, when he was sick and dying, um, he was good friends with David Letterman. David Letterman pseudo-jokingly asked him, you know, he's like, oh, you're this you know, great poet with all this insight, you know, but, uh, you know, now that you've had sort of this diagnosis, do you have any other, you know, final pieces of wisdom or whatever about life? And he thought for a moment, and he said, yeah, enjoy every sandwich. <laughs>